Hi again everyone and welcome to East Redland Anglican for the 16th Sunday after Pentecost or the 20th of September 2020. Today we're coming to you from Russell Island, uh, one of the centres in this parish here on the bay. And we're hearing from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 20 and the la about the labourers in the vineyard. We're talking about um, our ideas of fairness in the religious life and what we think is right and wrong, I guess, sometimes when it comes to eternal life. Uh, but also contrasting that with the reality that eternal life comes as it always should, as a free gift from God. So as I have said over the last few weeks, go and grab yourself some coffee or some tea or whatever it is that you want to grab. Come back, settle in, and I'll talk to you again soon. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you please be seated? As I went through the readings for today, I sat, as I often do, wondering what sort of illustration I could use for the readings. Um, and as I pondered, an issue arose about my daughter Dominique's senior jersey for school and the nickname she wanted on the back of it. Uh, because we've come up from Newcastle, um, she wanted the nickname for her house from her last school on the back of her jersey. Um, and the school aren't happy about that and aren't going to let her. Um, and as I pondered that, I remembered an incident when Alexandra, that's my eldest daughter, uh, was in grade five. And when you hear the content, you will recognise why I remember it. Anyway, I was watching her as she walked out of the gate one day and I sensed that something was wrong. So remember, this is a girl in grade five. This is my daughter, grade five. And I sensed something was wrong. Um, she had a look of embittered indignation that gave it away. And you'll probably, uh, if she was here, you would see that look right now because I'm talking about her. Uh, so when we got in the car and with a sense of trepidation, I asked her what was the matter. A question with hindsight wasn't clever. And that was all she needed. Well, Dad, and you can see already that this is going to be bad, you know those models that we made for our industries project? And they'd made, they had to make some models for, um, of an industry after having been to uh, the Brisbane show to research it. And they did that in groups and one of them would get to take it home. She said, well, today we had to decide who out of the group was going to take it home. So we put all our names in the hat and we drew out a name and that person got to take it home. And my name got drawn out of the hat um, but Brandon then said that he wasn't paying attention and wanted us to do it again. And then the girls, and they don't even like him, said that we should do that. And then they picked Brandon's name out and he gets to take it home. <laughs> Stupidly, I said, so what's wrong with that? Dad, he put no work into it all. All he did was write one sentence and I put so much work into this I helped with all the parts we had to do. I worked really hard on the map to make it special. And do you know what he said he's going to do with it? He said he's going to take it home and destroy it. I would have kept it in good condition. Again, realising I should have known better, I said, look, I know you worked hard, but is it really that much of a big deal? And then came the look followed by one of those, those phrases that we so often hear from our children. 
But Dad, it just isn't fair. And I think there's a bit of that going on for Jonah in today's reading from uh, about the Ninevites. I mean, prior to that, God's told him to go and tell the Ninevites, you know, you lot, pull your head in. And then God's seen them do that and he's decided, well, no, I'm going to ease back on them. And I think Jonah's having a bit of a hissy fit and stamping his feet and saying, but I went and did what you told me to do and now you're not going to do it sort of thing. I'm sure all of those sort of things sound familiar to you. But this raises an interesting point when we consider the idea of fairness or maybe better justice in relation to today's readings. And when we look at it like this, we have to ask ourselves, does God's justice really boil down to a simple matter of what's fair or not? Does salvation really come down to a question of what we think we deserve based on our own personal assessment of how good we've been and for how long. After all, don't we deserve to be rewarded in direct proportion to the work we've put in? Sadly, I think these are questions that we as a church confront very regularly. And I say sadly because I think these sort of questions are very narrow in vision and actually keep us moving in the wrong direction. The readings we're presented with today um, aren't just a matter of jurisprudence or legal stuff or um, to say that at the time of Jesus they really needed a better industrial relations system or that the Israelites should be awarded better pay and conditions simply because they'd been at it longer or that it should be about equal pay for equal work. That's not to say that we shouldn't have much better checks and balances in our society. We should. We should definitely have that. Or that maybe there should have been some in Jesus' time but it's necessary to look through the trees to see the wood because the focus here isn't just about the fairness of the working conditions. It's actually about God and his absurd generosity. The thing is, we only grasp the significance of this when we understand some of the background of the story. Now, it begins with an owner of a vineyard going into the local marketplace to hire day labourers. In the time of our Lord, King Herod of Galilee maintained unpopular rule and administration by grants of estates to foreigners who worked for him. So many people lost their land and the means of income. Unemployment was high and all, all you could do was wait in the marketplace to be hired, uh, hired for the day. Added to the equation here is the fact that the landowner repeatedly returns to the marketplace for more hired hands, even between 4 and 5 p.m., which suggests the degree, which also suggests a degree of urgency. And that's probably because the heavy autumn rains in Palestine could ruin the grapes on the vine and spoil the pressing of the grapes um, as, because that was done out in the open. So a good yield would make the harvesting even more urgent. Now, of course, we may have a natural sympathy for those who have worked hard all day in the vineyard and then grumble against the master. I think we would all share that degree of frustration if it had been us. And in their anger at the master, they omit the normal titles of courtesy and respect that are so important in the Middle East. Um, nevertheless, the master replies, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. And here comes the punchline for this. 
I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Now, the significance of this statement is brought out into its true light through a similar story that's written down 300 years after the time of our Lord in the Talmud of Jerusalem. Now, that's the book um, of interpreting the law of Moses written by the successors to the Pharisees. And the story was given as an oration by Rabbi Zaira at the funeral of Rabbi Bun Bahija, who died at a very young age. And the story tells of a king who employed workmen on a project. After a couple of hours, he inspected the work and was very pleased with the skill of one of the labourers. So he took him by the hand and talked with him all day. At the end of the day, all received the wages and the labourers complained that the one who worked only two hours received a full, daily, full day's wage. But the king replied, I have not wronged you, for this man has done more in two hours than you for the whole day. The funeral oration ended by saying that the young rabbi Bun too had done more in his short 26 years than many grey-headed scholars had done. And the heavenly king was taken, has taken him by the hand and gathered him to himself and rewarded him. Now, the two stories are almost identical, especially at the giving of the wages with the grumbling of the labourers. But it's at this very point where there's a fundamental difference. In the rabbinical sermon, the labourer is paid full wages because he had earned it. In the parable by, um, by our Lord, the labourers have no claim to a day's wages, for they have not earned it. The wages are paid because of the goodness and generosity of the employer. But we need to take this further. In the imagery of the, vi the Bible, the vineyard is equated with the promised land, and still today in Israeli symbols for their country, you can often see two men carrying a huge bunch of grapes. It goes back to when Moses sent spies in to check out the promised land, and they brought back huge bunches of grapes as evidence of how good the land was. Isaiah also calls God the owner of the vineyard, the house of Israel. The, and harvesting is a symbol of the end of, end of time when people are gathered into the kingdom. So today's parable um, with the payment of the wages is about the reckoning at the end of time, the final judgment or the coming to end of God's great narrative. And God is imaged in the actions of the good employer who has compassion on the unemployed and their families and gives a day's wages even when they haven't earned it. And so too in the gift of eternal life. God is good and merciful, a gentle Abba who will receive and accept all people. He will give eternal life to those who are considered unworthy by human standards the excommunicated, those who cannot keep the law. And, be, and because God is like that, says Jesus, so am I. This parable proclaims the most difficult point for the gospel, of the gospel for people to grasp. We don't earn our way into the kingdom by merit, something like a sort of celestial flyby system, I guess. And this is why so many religious people grumbled against our Lord. You have made us, in a, you have made us equal to these unworthy people. For if the world of merit says 
I do all these devout acts and observe all the laws, therefore God will reward me. And the point of the good news is that this is always comes as a gift. We can't manipulate and control God. The gift of eternal life is always just that. It's a gift. It's nothing that we can manipulate into getting. It comes flowing out of the goodness of the compassionate heart of God and it's seen, demonstrated and made tangible in the life and actions of our Saviour. The hard task for us is, for, is not in keeping rules and regulations but in changing our hearts and minds so we think and act like our Saviour and that we are happy to see everyone as our equal, worthy to be with us at the heavenly banquet. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That brings our podcast to an end for this week. If there's anything more you'd like to know about the parish, you can always check us out at our website, which is www.eastredlandanglican.com.au. You'll be able to find lots of links there to our Facebook page, to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, and to our Apple Podcast channel. You'll be able to go through the website there and find out any other information you want to know about our service times or baptisms and confirmations and things like that. Um, so check us out there, um, have a look, and if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate to send us an email or give us a call. Um, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.